everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. That is Tim. Yellow. <laughs> we are going to talk about a horror movie because it's a horror movie podcast. This is We Summon the Darkness on today's <laughs> episode, uh, which is, te- I mean, 2019 if you go by festivals, but uh, not really available to the public until 2020, so we're counting it as 2020. Uh, this is starring Alexandra Daddario, who you'll know from a bunch of stuff. Maybe close to, closest to our hearts is uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Uh, mm-hmm. but people know from many things uh, and of course uh, we have uh, what was her name Alison no Amy Amy Forsyth <coughs> who was mm-hmm. who was in Hunt. Uh, oh my I'm getting everything wrong Channel Zero season <laughs> Channel 2 Zero. yeah she was also in that movie we did like last year uh, Hunt I think no no oh yeah Hellfest it was Hellfest, Hellfest. she was in yep. yeah <laughs> like clearly there's a lot of similar things coming out right now that <laughs> so yeah that's what it is but uh, so that's what we're going to talk about we'll start spoiler free as we always do we'll give you a warning uh, before we go to spoilers so there we go uh, We Summon the Darkness is set in 1988 and it is about a group of three girls uh, with those two actresses obviously being uh, you know in <laughs> along with Maddie Hassan who plays Val who's the third character and they're on their way to a rock show they're going to a heavy metal concert and they run into three guys. There's a lot of contextual stuff around here in the time, though. Uh, there's been a series of murders uh, attributed to a cult, a satanic cult going on around the country. And it's also a time when uh, Johnny Knoxville plays this this uh, on-screen pastor who is denouncing metal music, saying it's you know the devil's work and unchristian and all those things. And, of course, the three girls meet three guys at the rock concert, who they invite back to one of their their dad's places to go and spend drinking and whatnot. Uh, But of course, horror shenanigans ensue. And I feel like I can't really outright say what the real premise of the movie is, because I feel like it spoils... Because I I don't know if it's in the trailer. I don't think it was, because I think we looked at the trailer, and I don't think the trailer spoiled what I'm avoiding saying. So I'm going to avoid saying it still. Mm until spoilers uh so which means the spoiler free section is probably going to be quite short but hey it is what it is uh <laughs> Tim, how did yeah. you feel about we summon the darkness uh I, I liked it quite a bit uh i thought it was pretty fun um you know it, it definitely helps that the you know i i think all like the actors in it were really good um you know especially like you said uh alexandra daddario and um Amy uh, Forsyth, <clears throat> I thought, uh, you know, were exceptionally well. And, you know, everyone was very likable and interesting, uh, you know, flowed pretty quick. Um, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things that's not like, I, I wouldn't say it's amazing. Um, you know, like uh, after it was done, uh, I was like, okay, that was pretty, you know, that was nice. I had fun. Um, you know, I, I think maybe I have like a few minor quibbles, mostly like stuff, um, like you know could have used a you know a few more kills uh, maybe like a little bit more gore or something you know stuff along those lines but you know i don't really have any major complaints or anything um wasn't yeah, hardcore is... enough for you is what you're saying <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> enough from a horror movie yeah yeah but no it, it's uh it, it's fun i liked it yeah i i thought it was that bad i it's, it's one of these things where uh, this is a really weird it sounds like really <laughs> faint praise but it's just good and not anything else like it's not it's right. not great i don't think it's going to be something that's that memorable or something that people go back to years from now I mean, maybe i'm wrong maybe maybe there's a young generation of uh, teenagers who are going to watch this and think oh this is the greatest thing ever but yeah i think like you say i think the three leads the three girls uh the three ladies they they 
if you didn't have them, this movie would fall apart. It's their yep. banter, the way they are with each other, that keeps it going. <laughs> Having the good actors in these roles is what makes the whole thing work. And I, I think it's kind of fun because of their interactions, because of those elements. Uh, it's, it's a horror movie, of course, but it's also, it's got a lot of comedy in it. There's a lot of sort of dark comedy uh, that mm-hmm. kind of comes up from the surface. And that's... That, that that's what makes the movie work it's just those likable qualities that that makes it kind of move fast and it doesn't feel like because we watch so many of these vod movies that are just tedious to get through or it feels yeah. like they're it just feels like they don't know what their, their goal is or what they're doing and <laughs> this movie by comparison i think does know what it's doing i don't necessarily think it succeeds completely in the sense that i don't think mm-hmm. you know i got to the end of the story and felt like oh i'd been through a journey where i really felt the 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 experience where you know it'd been a night of hell and we came out the other end of it it didn't feel like you know a a lot of great movies will make you feel after the the one night of hell which is kind of you know the way this movie sort of frames its story yeah and so it sounds like faint and praise to say it's just good and nothing else but honestly we see so many movies that go straight to vod that can't even get anywhere close to that caliber that it's actually refreshing just to see something that's all right <laughs> like it's yeah. not it's not bad it's not mediocre it's not great either it's it's just perfectly watchable occasionally entertaining and i'm not mad i watched it and honestly given some of the movies we watch at times that's a triumphant <laughs> statement it's a triumphant experience yeah, like it probably sounds like pretty low praise, uh, but honestly, like one of like the best things I can say is just that like I wasn't bored at any moment really. Like, uh, which you know, <laughs> again, that doesn't sound like the best, but yeah, like we watch so many movies where you know, twenty minutes in, it's like, oh man, I, I want to look at my phone or you know, check Twitter or something because I'm so bored or just not really caring about anything in this movie so um w- when a movie is able to like hold my intention the entire time like yeah e- even if it's not like the most amazing thing in the world like i'm always like pretty impressed by that like oh hey cool like i actually sat down and watched this without like getting distracted yeah i was noticing it even just in the opening like 15 20 minutes i was noticing that I wasn't finding the the prolonged character introduction section annoying because there's so many obviously horror movies often start with 20 30 minutes before things get going where we're just getting to know the characters and so many bad movies especially these days really struggle with keeping that part engaging or making me like the characters or making me just be sitting going oh my god get to the the good stuff get to the horror right (laughs) and this was one where i like a, a lot of good movies a lot of better movies even it I was liking just spending time with the characters enough. The, their banter, their wittiness, their interactions with the guys when they meet them. Yeah. It, it just And I think the dialogue's built... To, to be fair, I think the script is not bad. At least from a dialogue perspective, I think the script's pretty good uh, in terms yeah. of making them feel sort of interesting and keeping them engaging uh, to, to listen to. Because it'd be very easy... Again, the actors are really important here to keep in this. Because it, the direction from like a stylistic point of view isn't anything special. There's nothing really... Sure exciting going on but it's it's very capable like almost to the point where i almost wish this director and writer uh, with this cast i I, and again this almost sounds like i'm really bashing the movie but i almost wish this was just a slasher movie 
uh, instead sure. with the same qualities of that first half where I, it was likable getting to know the characters and i wasn't tedious to that but then gave me a more of a typical just people getting stabbed and maimed and murdered for the rest of the second half I, because yeah. so many attempted slasher movies now are just like as bad as people think the 80s were for not having good characters or good acting or, or cheesy scripts or whatever there was mm-hmm. something so much more likable about a lot of those movies compared to when yeah, attempts are made at it now. And this feels like it could have been that, the good attempt uh, because of that. Mm-hmm. But again, it sounds like I'm giving it some sort of backhanded compliment when really all I'm saying is it's <coughs> it was perfectly entertaining for what it was and enjoyable. And I'll probably never really think about it again, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I mean, not everything has to be a you know a new classic that you rewatch <laughs> every year or anything. But um, yeah, sometimes it's nice to just watch a movie and be like, "Hey, that was cool." <laughs> and then yeah, that's it. And so many movies come out; it makes sense that not all of them can be, you know, the timely, the timeless ones that are going to be returned to yeah for the rest of our lives. We're lucky if we get a couple of those per year. Let's be honest; like that's sure. <laughs> that's the frequency of which we're we're, we're doing this. Mm. So yeah. Uh, I don't think we can talk about anything else until we get to spoilers because sure. the, the premise is so, is so, uh, you know, so secretive. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a secretive. So, yeah, uh, so full spoilers mm-hmm. then, I guess. Uh, I'll thank our Patreon producers uh, right now before I forget. Uh, so thank you to David Short, Tyler Hess, Alison M. Fordyce, and Cindy Palacios. Uh, they guys are $20 or above patrons at patreon.com slash TV. but you, of course, can support us for much less than that. You can support us for as little as $1 per month, and you get a bonus episode of Screams After Midnight every month for that dollar. Uh, there's a whole back catalogue now as well you'll get access to. There's about 16, 17 episodes, I think just a ballpark in my head but i think that's about how many are there and um, we did some wacky movies on there you know we did popcorn on there that was that was good fun uh we've done some weirder things we've done some stuff that we're glad we watched because they were so silly and entertainingly bad or we did some stuff mm-hmm. that we were not glad we watched and <laughs> you can feel our misery uh mm-hmm. if you if you go check them out but uh, you get that at the five dollar tier you get early access to all the movie review episodes <laughs> of screams after midnight and you get to vote once per month uh, so go and have a look and see if you're interested and you can go do that so uh mm-hmm. but yeah so uh full spoilers for we summon the darkness uh it goes now don't get me wrong all the the, the press for this movie that we read in the news or whatever before mm-hmm. and then even the trailer kind of implied that you know maybe the girls are the bad guys right maybe the girls right. are the ones <laughs> who are actually going to be the dangerous entity in the movie and so it wasn't like a huge shock when it, it took that turn, but the movie does kind of not scream it at you from the start. There's, there's little hints in the dialogue yeah. that they're not the metal fans or metal heads that the other characters are. There's, there's little hints. Mm-hmm. You know, Alexander Daddario a couple of times will gets like something wrong. Uh, <coughs> where I think someone says that someone died in a plane crash uh, from a band, and she goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, that that was a total bummer." <laughs> and it just you know, it's yeah. like okay, there's these, these little hints uh in there which is fine which which is fine so yeah um but so that's kind of the setup of the movie and that once they get these guys back to the house it kind of flips and they're the ones who are tying up the guys and drugging them and it's going to kill them and the, the big thing is that they are actually part of a church they're part of a congregation who are doing all these murders all over the country so they can blame it on the satanic cults <laughs> and metals so that they can convince people that it's bad by murdering people when, and framing satanic cults <laughs> for murders. <yeah. laughs> I thought that was a, an, an interesting uh, premise. Um, 
yeah, like I, I did get early on that I felt like, yeah, the, the girls were going to be the bad guys, but I thought maybe they were going to sacrifice them or something for maybe some type of occult thing. But uh, I thought it was a nice little twist, but like, oh no, they're like the religious Christians. And uh, yeah, this is a whole part of like a big, um, yeah, way to yeah make all this kind of, yeah, like satanic, you know, pop culture uh, stuff seem, you know, dangerous, which, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. And uh, I kind of like that, uh, you know, hypocrisy in the characters. Um, I, I think that's a, a pretty cool motivation. Yeah, the hypocrisy side to it was it made it a bit more interesting, I think. Uh, and it, it ended up making the whole movie very kind of critical of the, yeah. the backlash <laughs> to this kind of thing and like the, the hysteria around... Mm whenever something like because even harry potter when harry potter became a thing there was like mothers protesting that it was satanic yeah. because it was getting kids into witchcraft well yeah like i feel like you see uh you know like a lot of examples of that kind of stuff where uh you know especially uh during that time in the 80s when there was that whole satanic panic uh kind of thing and everyone's blaming like you know stuff like D D, uh you know for uh corrupting people but then you never really see it kind of like uh you know uh the other way because you know there's obviously um you know so many scandals that involve like uh you know like religious uh you know people and whatnot and then yeah you never kind of see that backlash going against them uh so yeah i think it's an interesting yeah way to take it tim's trying to be classy and not actually see what they're accused of <laughs> on an often <laughs> on a regular yeah, basis yeah i, mean, like, I don't, you know, don't want to get on a soapbox or offend anyone if you know if we have any whatever listeners so yeah so I, I'm, I'm trying to be oh, know, yeah. neutral I, I, here but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no, but i know but i don't think i mean i don't think there's anything to be offended by by saying no publicly there has been a lot of sexual accusations of people right. in <laughs> positions of power in the church it's not I don't think it's uh, something we have to shy around too much. Sure. Uh, Tim doesn't want an angry congregation coming after him with pitchforks. Is basically <laughs> what you're saying. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like that that side to the to the movie, uh, and it's a good backdrop for it. Even though it does suffer from that VOD thing, where it feels like it doesn't really go into it as much as it could. It, it feels like it sort of does it with <laughs> like a sort. Of, oh, this is a fun idea. We'll sort of like introduce that idea into the movie, and we'll have that be the the, the the foundational layer for what's going on but it doesn't necessarily really feel like it explores it that much beyond that point it's just kind of there as the the reason for this happening uh, there's a couple of jokes don't get me wrong but it's not like uh, like, like they could have really went further with this in the same way that say something like cabin in the woods is a meta like commentary on the horror movie genre I wouldn't say that this goes far enough to be considered a meta commentary on satanic panic or sure. mm-hmm. or religious kind of propaganda or anything like that. I don't think it goes mm-hmm. far enough. It's it's in there, but it's not really kind of making some big like statement or I mean, arguably the statement yeah. is kind of there, but it's not presented in a way that actually feels like it's really the core of the movie. Where it's you know, there's, there's, it's a mechanical device more than it is a statement i suppose and if, oh, yeah, it's, totally. and if it's meant to be any more than that then that's a, a flaw in the writing i guess that it's not as it's not committing to it as much as it should but it's not like something like uh, the hunt where i think it sure drive people like uh, crazy or whatever <laughs> yeah uh obviously the hunt's an example of it not being done well uh this is an example mm-hmm. of it just not committing to it as a you know there's like yeah. <laughs> i mean arguably this is the better of the two because like i'd rather it not commit to if it's not if it's not going to do it properly i suppose but 
Sure. <laughs> but at the same time, do you appreciate the balls in a movie for trying it? <laughs> I don't, I, that's a debate that people can 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 have. I'm getting really bright. It's just like I'm Jesus right now. There's all this light coming at me from the sun. I'm glowing. Uh, okay. uh, so. Okay. What did you think of the opening chunk of the movie? Then uh, interest in the girls just in the in the car uh, traveling to the rock concert. All that. I should really. I actually really like this stuff, and, the, and I mean, again, you know, we've already mentioned it, but like, you know, everyone's very likable. But I think, uh, yeah, like this opening segment here, um, you know, since the characters are yeah interesting, and uh, you know, they, I think everyone has really good chemistry, and then uh, even when they meet these guys, I liked that, like the guys weren't like super unlikable. Like, <clears throat> you know, they start off. Um, kind of shitty because they throw their you know like milkshake out of their car at them but then i do think they um actually end up like seeming like pretty cool people and and i like that they're not like it's obvious that you know they like these girls and are you know want to get with them and stuff but they're not like creepy about it you know like they never feel like um they're being like way too forceful or or anything they just kind of seem like yeah they're like you know boneheads but they kind of seem like nice guys and uh and i don't know i, I liked all this stuff like, again you know some nice play setting and i think um, on the point you were making about like the, we you know we think they're assholes because they, they throw what turns out to be like a chocolate milkshake which by the way to dario like why would you stick your finger in and lick it like <laughs> I, I genuinely thought they threw like shit at their window yeah <laughs> it, you know like they threw like a, maybe like a used diaper or something at the window and yeah whatever but the fan just drives even off even if it is even if it is milkshake though you don't want to lick it off your car <laughs> that is also true that is also true <laughs> but so the, the van drive so we don't see them at this point we just see the van drive pass quickly like they, they, they kiss the windshield and they get out and they're yelling you know f you at the, the van as it's driving off in the distance mm-hmm. it kind of has that thing almost like a like a duel or a jeepers creepers or you know that thing mm. where there's a mysterious vehicle that's done something and you're like oh we're going to keep seeing that vehicle so when they actually mm. they get to the rock concert and they're pulling into like where all the cars are parked and they get out and they notice the van sitting there and they got let's go up and like confront them about what they did i was like oh no like i, I felt <laughs> not like a major way i wasn't like scared or intimidated but i, I thought the movie was going for oh these are intimidating characters who are going to be a factor later on so when they, they, yeah. they opened the door up you know this, the van side door slid open and they could they come out and they're they're freaking out because they throw you know the girls uh, throw firecrackers in there to scare mm-hmm. the shit out of them and like they end up being just like doofus like like really sort of normal idiots basically they're not yeah. <laughs> you know it's just kind of like oh shit the the, the, the milkshake hit your car oops sorry <laughs> like yeah it, it, you know it didn't turn out to be this this vindictive thing they're just idiots and yeah they're, they're, they're likable enough and- because they feel natural enough i think they're not like super mm-hmm. caricature-esque yeah and then like i think the other like easy take might have been is like if they were like maybe uh whatchamacallit like, like gatekeepy about music or, or something like i kept expecting oh, yeah. them to be like what do you girls know about this but they're i think they're like generally pretty welcoming and like automatically like oh cool you like the, the music we do you know instead of and, being and what you said earlier as well is is it didn't feel like obviously they're kind of attracted and like oh these three hot girls are talking to us like but yeah. it never felt like a douchey thing where they immediately were like, oh, let's have sex, baby. Or, yeah. it, was, it, it felt like a very natural, they're kind of goofy guys who are clearly almost 
like starstruck that these girls are talking to them yeah. <laughs> and they're going to try and flirt and hope for the best but it never felt like they were being overly sleazy about it maybe exactly. maybe not successful maybe not smooth but not yeah <laughs> nothing like so so yeah like very quickly they, they feel likable enough or at least at the very least they're in the, the level of they don't deserve to be killed <laughs> which yeah. is going to be important <laughs> later uh so the girls after the concert uh with some prodding invite them back to uh to, to dario's father's place which by the way if you didn't see it coming that her father was joining oxville uh i don't know what to how to help you <laughs> seek mental or seek, seek an iq test or something i don't know <laughs> most obvious reveal in cinema history uh yeah. actually no i tell a lie the, the most obvious reveal in cinema history is that part of leprechaun 2 when it turns out to be the the guy's wife or sister at the start uh what <laughs> i thought we agreed that that's one of the biggest surprises in cinema history <laughs> <laughs> exactly why i'm bringing it up to to make it very clear that no such agreement took place we'll see about that <laughs> you threatening me you're gonna sacrifice me this is gonna run a poll on the twitter and to, see what everyone uh, thinks gonna sacrifice me to your to your dark god satin okay not satan satin Tim Morsers to Satin, he likes it really soft. He likes it. Uh, <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, uh, we, so we go back to the house, and again, it feels kind of natural, uh, even for size, feeling kind of nervous, and you get the sense that, uh, and it plays quite well in a sort of double meaning, where obviously <laughs> I'm expecting the turn, so I, I get that she's actually nervous because she's nervous about killing someone and doing all the dark mm-hmm. stuff they're about to do, but it, it kind of works in the sort of the on the, the in the foreground as no she's nervous because she's never been out without like so you know this is because even though they all turn a little bit older because the dario i think in real life is like 32 or something like that now she's not oh well you know she's not like a because they're, they're not meant to be teenagers although mm-hmm. i think for safe's meant to be younger she's meant to be like maybe just mm-hmm. past that age but she uh you know it, it plays as oh she's into this guy you know the, the sort of good looking drummer dude of the three the one who's less dorky i suppose of the, of the three and mm-hmm. It kind of plays like, oh, she's just nervous because she's never maybe been with a guy before or she's never been alone with people like this before yeah. in this kind of situation. So it, it kind of plays that way. Uh, but then, of course, they get them drinking and they play Never Have I Ever and make them... And eventually, they're, they're doing like, oh, I never did this, I never did that, and they're drinking. And eventually, Dario says, Never Have I Ever Drug Someone's Drink. And the guys are all like shocked when she takes a drink and then the other two girls take a drink. And then they sort of slowly realize, wait, you're talking about us? Us? Yeah. <laughs> you, did, you did this to us? And, you know, they wake up and they're they're down, their, they're in their underwear, they're, they're tied to a chair, uh, all three of them. And that's when the girls come in and kind of reveal all this. Because the guy's like, oh, you're the cult, you're killing people. And the diary was like, now all this means jack shit to, to us. We don't care about this or this music. We, You know, the, the, our congregation mm-hmm. has been doing this to show the world of the evils of of satan and mm-hmm. your devil music and whatever else uh, mm-hmm. but i think what makes this work is that once this happens they don't stop being fun like i mean amy forsyth yeah. was always kind of the less fun one because she was the more serious character and if mm-hmm. i have a complaint about the plot is that after like an, an initial little bit of hesitation from her she, she sort of says hey can i be the one to kill them and it's like mm-hmm. oh maybe she's going to like sort of do a double cross and save them because she feels guilty she goes off to like get a tool because the guys kind of like escape and like lock themselves in a in like a cupboard and like the, the closet mm-hmm. 
And, like a wine pantry or something. Yeah, and one of the guys is already dead. The the, the, the bigger guy, the sort of darker, bigger guy who's quite likable, he, he's the first to get killed because he's screaming and Daddario stabs him. But those two guys sort of run away and get get locked in there. They lock themselves in there to protect themselves. They, they get for Scythe to go to the, the shed to get some tools to maybe, like, break their way in. Mm-hmm. She kind of just, like, stays in the shed by herself for, like, half an hour of the movie. Like, yeah. she's just gone for ages. And it's kind of okay in the sense that I liked all of the antics of the other two girls trying to get into the room when she's gone. And all, True, of, their, yeah. all of their banter and, you know, set, putting, like, the... the like the, the the like the ant killer or whatever it is into mm-hmm. the the room or uh like try to put fire under there sort of smoke yeah. them out like all those all the things they do and all the weird like little bits of dialogue they have is because the, the the blonde's a little bit more kind of i guess flirty but, uh, but she's she also seems to be like a little bit more like unhinged a bit like, more unhinged there's also a running gag that she always needs to pee uh, oh yeah, <laughs> which shouldn't work but i did actually laugh at one point when she said i need to go pee uh when something yeah. was going down I, so I, I guess they set it up well enough that i was chuckling a little bit at it but no, there was yeah. there was just little moments where she's like they're, they're, they're so in to try to kill these two and they're, they're so excited about it that it's kind of endearing to watch and entertaining so yeah. that, I, I guess what i'm saying is is they've got charisma but yes. if i, if I no. take a, if i take a step back though and just look at it from a plot perspective or a movie I do have to acknowledge that Amy Forsyth disappears for like 38 minutes. I mean, we cut to her a couple of times when she finds a little bit of evidence uh, about who her dad is and whatever, about, you know, who, who Dario's dad is. But for the most part, it's like, how long was she in there? She's just gone. Because when she eventually comes back, she comes back with the big uh, leaf cutter and she's like, I'm on their side now. No one's dying tonight. And it felt like, like, you, you just, like, you had nothing for her to do until she made that choice. So she's just gone for like 30, 40 minutes. It was weird, but... Yeah, that's that's a big uh, complaint uh, I had with it, um, especially because like it feels like she's kind of supposed to be like the main character, or at least you know she's kind of like the good you know guy that you like you're rooting for and stuff. So um, it does feel weird that there's a big chunk of the movie that she's just basically gone, and then um, yeah, it, you know it, it feels like early on, like you know you do get that she is more hesitant um mm-hmm. you know than these other people but it still seems like kind of a you know out of nowhere turn uh that like you said she just shows up uh out of nowhere and is like hey we're not doing this anymore i'm on their side like it yeah i feel like maybe you could have had a little bit more development or back and forth you know between her and the other girls or something to kind of get to that point yeah uh and, and i think it's especially weird to the like her missingness is uh, that's not even a word but you know what i mean like her her absence is even weirder but the fact that it's not like there's like a plot reason why she's like away from the house doing something else far away or something she's literally just in like the shed next to the house and yeah it's odd that the other characters never like i think that was maybe like one line early on when she's been gone for just a little while where someone says yo where the hell is val where is she uh yeah but or not Val. Val was a blonde. Uh, Beverly. Beverly's uh, Beverly. size character. Uh, where the hell is Beverly? But she, she, they never actually... It feels like they just kind of forget about her. <laughs> and it's weird. Because yeah. like, all this is going on, you're not worried about what she's doing. Because if, if you were worried she was getting hesitant, because they, they acknowledged that they were concerned she was getting cold feet. You're not going to go and check on her and <coughs> see if she's not up to something that might be a, an issue. Because uh, yeah. keep in mind, while she's gone... Everything with uh, the the, the stepmom, yeah, the stepmom yeah. shows up, 
uh, to get her passport because she's supposed to be and she's divorcing her dad so she goes up to her safe and gets cocaine and uh <laughs> but she she tries to like question like what's going on why there's noise why why the dario is dressed the way she is and the dario once the stepmom sort of insists on looking into the other room and finds the 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 the, the death room with all the satanic symbols and stuff that's been set up the dario mm-hmm. kills her and and val's like Oh, you just killed your stepmom. Well, I didn't have another choice, did I? Like, <laughs> there's kind of a fun, like, immaturity to their antics that makes it entertaining. Yeah. But all this is going on, and Forsyth's just in the shed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I did laugh, though. I, I, honestly, some of my favorite moments in this was the Dario's reactions to some things. When the stepmom mm. says, Oh, by the way, when the police get here, just tell them it was a false alarm. <laughs> it's like, Wait, what? Mm. Police? It's like you called the police, yeah. but yeah, there was a mysterious van outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of funny. It it does seem like um, it, it's one of those things where it's like kind of awkward because in a weird way, like you can tell that they're messing up, and like you know when she's like speaking to the mom or the cop, you do just kind of want to shout and be like, "No, don't say that!" Like that sounds suspicious, or like, "No, just like let her go, let her be on the way," or but then at the same time, it's like. Well, these are the bad guys, so yeah, it's, you don't want to be like rooting for him, but but you kind of are because uh, they're likable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, but, my favorite uh, line of the movie actually is when the cop does show up, mm-hmm. and Daddario goes out to speak to him, and she's like, "Hey, sorry, officer, it was a false alarm. My stepmom called, and because she saw the van, but it's actually his friend's van." And the cop quite rightly says, "Do you have proof that?" This is you have the ID that this is your residence that you you live here, because uh, you're not the one who called us. And she's like, "Well, yeah, I mean, it's in the house and yada yada." And my favorite response that she has in the whole movie is when he asks a second time and she won't get it, he steps back and says, "Okay, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to put both your hands on the on the squad car." And she goes, "What?" <laughs> Yeah. Her, rea- her reaction I, it was the delivery more than the line itself it was just what or excuse me yeah. but the way she did it is if she was so offended that, that he was asking this just really made me laugh and then she just yeah. bolts because he says don't make me ask again and she's just she hesitates for a second and just sort of runs off like a cartoon character that was funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I like the um, I actually like that the cop was seemed like um, very uh, like capable <laughs> like i feel like in a sure. horror movie so yeah. many times you get the like dumb bumbling cop that's just like you know like is talking to the killer and it's like okay we'll see you later like i like that this guy was like yeah no like you're acting very weird and suspicious like what's going on here yeah and he comes in and he looks around and he does find the guys and uh if it wasn't for the fact that he didn't know that val was there who steals his gun and shoots him in the head <laughs> like he'd be fine yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then, of course, Val, being unhinged as she is, starts waving the gun around, going, I've got a gun, bitches, and starts shooting <laughs> at the door and all yeah. the rest of it. And then it's, I think it's around here, maybe just before here, where, where uh, Beverly comes in with the, the weed whacker <laughs> and, yeah. you know, uh, comes in and starts like use, threatening them with that. And, you know, people run around a little bit. The movie gets a little yeah. bit haphazard at this point, but... You know, the, the characters have made it fairly likable. I, I think there's the section where it arguably gets the most horror movie s because they're sort of sneaking around the house from each other and the power's out. Uh, is maybe where it, it fails because the direction is not good enough to make that stuff exciting. Yeah, and I also... Um, a, a couple of issues I had here. One is um, I thought it was, like, a little too dark uh, when they turned off the lights, and I think it would have been fine if that was, like, you know, for a quick scene or a little bit at the end, but it felt like it was just 
dark for so long. Uh, I kind of mm-hmm. wasn't crazy about that. And then uh, I think the other big thing is you're, you know, choreographing this weed whacker. And I kind of kept just w- waiting, like, okay, well, someone's going to get that weed whacker in the chest or the head, or there's going to be, like, some big crazy kill with it. And nope. it's like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I mean, I'd... she bashes people with the other end of it, with the, you know, the engine yeah. end of it, but not the, the actual yeah. whacker. What... Uh, which I think is just kind of like crazy. It's like, really? Like, you're not like, imagine like, you know, evil dead. If he comes out with a chainsaw, but never actually like uses it on anybody. I'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> People got whacked, but not weed whacked. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, I, no, I agree. I agree. They kind of set that up. Uh, there's a whole thing with the, the main drummer dude. Who's kind of the main, one of the guys who teams up with, uh, Beverly, because they have a bit of flirtation early on, but then ultimately the other two survivors on either side who are like helping each other. But he has the whole thing where he was going to leave his friends to go and move to LA, and the friend was mm-hmm. kind of pissed about that at the start. So it kind of has this. It tries to add a little bit of weight to when his friend, you know, because it's the two of them for a long time. But then eventually the other guy dies. Uh, he's heavily injured, and then eventually when Joy Knoxville comes home, he shoots him and says, "I'm I'm the the wrath of God" or something like that. He says to him, "Yeah," uh, <laughs> and. He gets pissed, and he almost goes to kill Dario to kind of show how much of a, a bad father he's been. This is why she's so <laughs> messed up. And Beverly kind of saves her, and she goes, hey, you saved me, Beverly. We can still get out of this, you and me, together. And she doesn't believe her, of course. And we get one of the most... Honestly, I think, even though I kind of loved this, it was definitely mm-hmm. I loved it in a bad way, is that okay. when Dario kind of trips and goes out the window, it's oh, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> really over the top, the way she sort of like... I don't know, she gets propelled... <laughs> Out the window, yeah. and it felt it felt a little bit silly. In a movie where mm. I don't, even though there's obviously some black humor and there's like all these things going on, it never really felt like it was doing farcical stuff too much. Whereas this felt like yeah, goofy stuff. I mean, have you ever like you know slipped and kind of like you know like grabbed a window or kind of you know like a window was in front of you? Like, it, I, you know, I, I feel like people in movies <laughs> tend to not understand how strong like windows usually are. Yes. Like, if you're just slipping and hitting your head on it, you're not going to, like, fall out. No, no. You're, you're going to, like, hit your head and maybe get a concussion. The glass is yeah. likely to not break. <laughs> yes. This is this is true. This is very true. Mm. Uh, so, she, she's seemingly dead, although she has that, like, horror movie villain thing where she comes back one last time when they're yeah. driving away in the truck and Beverly decides to run her over. It kind of just ends with them, uh, you know uh like on the run i i don't know I, I i was wondering if if you thought like are they gonna be fugitives or are they gonna go with the cops or anything or i mean the news report we see in tv at the end does seem to know that it was the because because the uh giant knoxville blames it on his dark because he survives because I, I thought he yeah. died uh but he just got hit Me too, yeah uh mm-hmm. and he's on tv saying oh my daughter's another example of how this music has corrupted people and he's like crying to the tv camera even though it's all his fault and we also he yeah. obviously she finds out during the movie that uh beverly that is she finds out that he's just like taking all the money that he's getting from the church and funneling it into his big houses that he wants to build for himself yeah the rad pads <laughs> she called them rad pads yes uh mm. i mean <sighs> I mean, it's one of these things. I'm thinking about like the the you know the the, the period piece element of this, mm-hmm. and like, is it, like, did the 80s movies 80s movies overdo it, or was this like mm-hmm. not enough effort in this movie to have them talk like they're in the 80s? Because Rad Pad's one of the few things that stands out is feeling 80s esque, whereas the rest of it just feels like a talking like present day. 
Yeah, there's um honestly I don't think there's really much reason to set it in the 80s, I guess other than you know, if you want to set it during that satanic panic kind yeah. of era and I I maybe at the time when like metal was maybe a little bigger or something, I guess that makes sense, but also yeah, there isn't any also there's no uh well, actually, I was going to say there's no cell phones. Uh, Jared but... Nashville does claim to have one in his car, so I guess there's like an early yeah. version of a cell phone, technically. But you know what I mean. Not all the kids don't all have like iPhones to like right, you yeah, know, yeah. phone people. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not that necessarily complaining because I do like the aesthetic and I like their you know outfits and stuff. But I mean, yeah, technically those. You could award those outfits today as well. It's not, you know, very 80s specific. Uh, yeah, really. Um, the only thing that really affects is them not having cell phones and the haircuts. Like, once it gets going, because what? Because yeah. once they're back at the house, nothing, I mean, the house, like, maybe I mean, maybe they did decorate it appropriately, but it, it's not that different feeling that if you, you feel like you're yeah. in the 80s the whole time. Yeah, and then uh, there was that one scene, too, where she, um, you know, puts, like, the, the tape on and is playing... Uh, Ooh, uh, baby, do you yeah. know what that's <laughs> worth? Oh, heaven is a place on earth. There you go. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, I, I do think that is like, um, you know, it, it, it is kind of like uh, a, a catchy song when you put on like, um, you know, for a horror movie. But like, it's uh, I, there re- really isn't any point to it. Like, I thought that she was going to put it on and maybe like, you know, is turn it up so loud that you know she they wouldn't see her coming when she like pops up behind him or something but she kind of just turns it on and then like yeah a little bit later it's turned off like, i don't know yeah that is that simple uh yeah i think um if you look at what the story actually is and what it does with its story it's basically about the same caliber as a lot of vod movies we watch and that it doesn't feel like it goes far enough with its concepts it's elevated yeah. though because it has even though I'm saying it's not you know, maybe appropriate to the time period, but the dialogue in terms of just being good dialogue to keep the characters interesting early on is not bad. And the, I think the actors are what elevate it. The actors are really what brings it above, you know, what it otherwise yeah. is. Uh, as far as kills go, I mean, we have a couple of stabbings and a couple of shootings. There's, there's not a whole lot to talk about in terms of gore or the violent side of it. Yeah. Like, um, I think like the, the only thing you really see is the, uh, that first stabbing of the mm. you know that first guy which is you know it's pretty done they kind of stab him like in the kind of like the lower neck region and it's very bloody like that was cool and then um yeah unfortunately i think everything else it seems very uh you know uh like they, they kind of cut away like you know even when she gets hit by the car you don't really see it and then uh you know when they're in the the wine cellar they have like these broken bottles that they're going to use as weapons which again it's kind of like okay we might see some cool like gore or something uh now with these things but yeah they kind of just run out and i think they stab uh you know one of the people real quick but like again you don't really see anything Um, now the most you get is when like someone's like when when beverly's swinging the weed whacker at one point and she sort of catches uh on the leg like just like a little slice and you see that but it's not yeah there's not much to it so and like I'm, I'm guessing it's probably like a budget thing um mm-hmm. maybe can't really afford a lot of gore but <clears throat> it's a shame because i think that um you know could uh again maybe put it like just a little bit over the okay it, it's okay it's good it's fine kind of level um 
maybe if you had something else like to latch on to like some really cool gore scenes or something yeah uh, i think that's fair so yeah i uh it's not bad it's not bad it's definitely watchable if you like the yeah. the cast involved uh you'll probably have fun watching them for 90 minutes it's not overly long which is good uh but yeah but it doesn't excel either or, uh, you know either uh and the, sure. the cast are definitely the best part about it so uh i guess we'll uh we'll give our ratings on this then timmy boy so what are you what are you giving it uh i think i'll give it a i'll still go probably somewhat high um i'll give it like a solid seven uh which i think is um like yeah right in that good territory it's not great or amazing but you know i still had fun with it i was never bored at any moment um you know it's it's a <clears throat> it's kind of perfect for like that streaming watch you know like um mm-hmm. this wouldn't be something i necessarily need to go to theaters to see um but you know when, when you're just at home and you want to rent something or you know eventually if it's on like netflix or hulu or you know i could see this being on shutter easily uh yeah it's, it's one of those things that's just real easy to put on and you know, just watch and have a good time but yeah like you said before though like once you're kind of done it doesn't seem like something that you'll be revisiting a ton yeah yeah, I I'm gonna go a nudge lower and say six point five. I think I might have. I think there was points early on in the movie where I was thinking, oh, this might be sort of seven-ish level, because uh, that's how my mind works when I'm watching a movie sometimes. <laughs> but I I think you know the, the movie as a whole, talking about it and kind of really establishing my feelings on it. I think I don't really know if I can call it outright good, which is what I'd say a seven is. I I think it's a movie that comes close. It verges on good. But there's just yeah. enough things just not quite adding up. And if it didn't have this cast, it would be at least a whole point and a half, maybe two or three points even lower. Uh, sure. So there you go. That is uh, that is We Summon the Darkness. You can let us know what you think of the movie if you've seen it in the comments below. You can like and subscribe. All that stuff. Get us on the, the Twitters at Screams Midnight. We mentioned Patreon earlier if you want to support us that way financially and get some bonuses, you can do that. Of course, if you like, subscribe, comment, all these things on YouTube do help. It lets YouTube know that you like the content and more people find us that way, as does, of course, rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars, that kind of thing. All of that does help a lot. So please, please do. That's basically what I'm saying. Please do. Uh, as far as other things I would recommend, you can check out uh, other stuff from Mailfuzz TV, such as the science fiction movie podcast, The Atomic Cinema Experiment, that I do with Tara. Uh, there's also, coming soon, something that me and Tim will be doing uh, with all everyone else in Mailfuzz TV as a, a tournament. The Mailed Fuzz the ultimate fuzz showdown i think is what i've called it <laughs> which is a tournament the first one's going to be spielberg movies so you're going to hear mm-hmm. uh, not horror of course although i mean jaws and jurassic park veer slightly into horror a little bit i suppose sure. so mm-hmm. uh you can get tim's thoughts on some some of the spielberg movies and that if you want <laughs> uh but that's coming soon so thank you though for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time <laughs>